tripping for real. Like usually, I, I was looking up the stats. They have like seven hundred to eight hundred thousand people show up in twenty nineteen. It looked like it maybe eight thousand total. <laughs> Dude, it was, I've never seen it like that before. It was my buddy went one of the first couple days, and he's like. I got there and I was expecting a line. I was, and he goes, I walked right in. I go, how was the vaccination thing? Because um, I have friends that are like split down the middle, like half of them are and half of them are. And then like this one was, and he's, he goes, I could have showed him a picture of a kangaroo that said vaccination over it, yeah, and it would have been fine. Dude, they they don't care. They just kind of whatever. Like whatever. But like, the fact that they had to announce it. Like killed all the attendance, all their their whole target market is all like anti vaxxers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and so nobody went. It's the city of Milwaukee, I know, biker like, gangs and whatever. Dude, no one's what saying like it. It was like eight thirty, with like fifty to hundred people in the crowd, right before the headliner was about to go. Which on. must sucks. I know you've done it before, and you're like, yeah, and I've seen the videos. I was watching them like before you came. I'm like, dude, this looks unreal. Bro. And then I was thinking, about, I'm like. I bet you it was nothing like this this time. It was nothing, bro. I felt like I wasted like all the preparation that we did. It was just like, dude, your your like promotion is amped up so much from, <laughs> from when from the, I from first the met liquid you. Days. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Which I think we should specify. You were my RA freshman year. I know, right? That's I crazy. couldn't have asked for a better fucking dude, RA. That was crazy. I think when people think like, all right, who's gonna monitor us freshman year? It's gonna be some stick in the mud. Of course. Don't do a damn thing. Every everybody thinks that, and rightly so. Like. Oh yeah, I think most of them are. To be yeah. honest. <laughs> I feel like I was kind of a dominant dozen. Oh yeah, I mean, you were that. You did it two years too, and I had some of my friends. You had the second year, and they're like, dude, best fucking R I've ever had. <laughs> it's Hands an easy down. job, man. All you gotta do is just make it make sense. Just make it make sense. Oh my, it like just common sense goes out the fucking door when you have someone like, all right, you don't do this, you could lose your job. I'm like, I think the big problem is as long as they don't fuck up, as long as no one dies, which. which. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, bro. Oh, you know, right away too. Dude, is that the craziest thing that's happened? Yeah. When you're doing by it? Far. <clears throat> by your far. Your first year doing it? Yep. Yep. That was by far the craziest thing I had to do. And we dealt with it. <laughs> Did we though? <laughs> like, I mean, hey, nobody died. I mean, brief store, I guess. One kid had. How would you even describe it? Like a panic attack? I don't know. They, um, they you made move this just like a he... little closer. Just in. So that, yeah, it's. Well, here, I'll just move the mic forward like this. You're right, fine. Okay. You can stay where you are. Just for my sake. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, they made it sound like he was choking on something. And then when he showed up, he was blue. And I was like. Yeah, well, they thought he swallowed his necklace. Yeah, something like that. And but he, he had a full on panic attack to start. Mm-hmm. I mean, he locked himself in the room on accident, kinda. Yeah, I mean, like, gee, it was, it was scary. It was <laughs> frightening. It was, it was scary in the moment, but like, after it was all done, I'm like, okay. Yeah, we were, we're like, good. we're like, valid. Rightfully cracking jokes were like just to get, like using humor just to be like, what the fuck just happened? We're like, yeah, we're that, not that, going that was out like, tonight. We, we were experiencing trauma and trying yeah. to cope with it with humor. And, uh, <laughs> but I remember walking out that door and hearing a bang and looking at uh, his roommate and going, there's no way that's your room. And we tried getting in. We're like, dude, we had to push a bunk bed from the outside. And we're like, what the fuck that's is crazy. going on? Yeah, I, I have no clue what was going on because like I literally I just walked up, 
I think I was like getting food or something. And, and like, we're like, hey, uh, call the cops. <laughs> they were like, yo, he's choking. He's blue right now. I was like, hey, yo. Whoa, I was just at Gordon's? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, sprinted into action. Had he, to give him CPR, completely untrained. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> when I, I think you looked at me like, go let them in because they're not going to have a key to get into the stairwell. It was like perfect timing. I opened that door and like action movie how, type shit. I don't know how many paramedics were. It was like I wasn't even there. If I was like one second slower to get through the door, I, they would have been coming back to get me next for trampling over me. Yep, yep. Either that or they would have just repelled into the windows. Or something. Yeah, they're just like, fuck this <laughs> they shit. They moved like a SWAT team. They, I mean, like I was there. Uh, like the the dispatch was like, all right push on his chest like 10 yeah. times and then breathe and I was like alright bet did that and then paramedics come through he came in like James Bond kicked the door move <laughs> threw me over to the side and just like gave him some type of like I don't even know what it's called but they just put something up to his nose he was smelling just, salts probably yeah and <laughs> just came back to life I'm like oh we dude I got back up there there were cops up there that I'm like did you guys come up with them I thought it was just <laughs> like the paramedics dude like, they were right. deep it was like five or six of them at least Oh, it's nuts. And then, oh, remember this part? It was like basically over. And I walk into my room for the first time. I go, no fucking way right now. I look at him like, come in my room. You're like, it reeks of weed in here. <laughs> I was like, gee, I don't care. Yeah, I know you don't, I don't care. care. I'm like, but I was like, this also isn't me. Right, right, like, right. I was like, you were with me the whole time. The whole... You were with me the whole time. I don't know where this came from, but we can overlook this. We yeah, well, I was more concerned. Like, the cops are like, Two doors down. <laughs> like, I'm, we're not going from saving a life to putting mine. Yeah, like, for real. Behind bars type. <laughs> dude, that was nuts. Yeah. it was. Uh, that was early was into freshman year, too. That was yeah, not. I don't remember quite. It was It was definitely cold outside. It was first semester. Probably like November-ish. Early December, maybe. Fucking crazy. Yeah, man. Being already was lit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I mean, I know some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you know. I feel like being an RA was a huge contributor to my success as a DJ. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, like that's how I landed my first residency at the club. Started DJing at Liquid, brought through all the freshmen, and I got my first. Then you have fans for four years. Yep, exactly. And they just renew. There's always a new freshman class. They're like, yo, you got to check out. This is my RA. Mm -hmm. I did. Was that? I'm like, dude, you you DJed. we had like what a formal for my fraternity. You did that, ever like we'll talk yeah, about like yeah. dude that was so fucking fun. <laughs> and now it reminds me of when I see when you're doing like the prom performances. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that was like, those look more insane than what we were doing. But holy shit! Yeah, we got like we we definitely leveled up. You know, I got like a whole team behind me and dancers and all type of stuff. And it's yeah, people people don't really appreciate what a good DJ can do because people don't really know better. They no, just, I think a lot of people think you're just playing songs the whole time. Exactly. And and I don't know. I feel like people have never really seen a crazy, crazy DJ, especially one that does hip hop music. Because like there's a lot of electronic DJs and they're, they're fun, but they're fun because they have a whole bunch of production and they have original music and stuff like that. But hip hop DJs half the crowds on enhancements, too, you know. Yeah. And so it's like when you just go to a random bar or a club. And the DJs there, it's, it's nothing. Too it's not crazy. a performance. Yeah, it's really, you know? like the most you see this. If, right. if they're playing the same music you're playing, it's just this, and you're like, 
oh, I like this song, but mm-hmm. you turned it from experience. It's a performance. Like exactly. you actually, it's maybe not your song, but everyone's watching you the whole damn time. Exactly. That's that's what we're trying to emphasize. We're trying to make it a performance so that you can give me and another DJ the exact same list of songs, and I'm gonna just play it different. Cause it's, it's I, more involved, more engaged. I've seen it. <laughs> you know I believe it. I believe it. It's fun. Did you have leveled up a lot? Like you, I see you all over my social media now. Even like not even because I follow you. I just you pop up on like my explore page and stuff like that. That's fire. But I, I was thinking, I was like, dude, I remember carrying like old speakers with like cords coming out the back that we had to like twist in yep. to whatever car not this car that you're driving now um the boys from the 80s to dude. wherever you like a house party you were gonna go do yep and yep. now you're at Summerfest, which is we were talking before not great this year but. yeah not great this year but all the other years were fantastic and that's what i'm saying like i got i got Summerfest because i was djing liquid and i got my residency at liquid because i was an ra so yeah just being an RA led to me being at Summerfest, which is crazy to me. Did it help getting it? Like, was the RA because they could count on you just being in town? So, who like Liquid? Yeah, Liquid. So, like, did it reduce um, expenses nah, like, for them or like, anything like that? Liquid was, well, yeah, in a way, like they didn't have to pay for an out of town DJ. Not diminishing talent at all, but like, is and there like, other? You know, when you when you get somebody from out of town, you have to usually pay for their. Hotel, transportation, they have to fly in, all that type of stuff. So they prefer having Basically local talent. Yeah. Right. Local talent that and it was my first residency. I'm a young DJ. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be making, how much revenue I'm generating for the club, because I was selling that bitch out consistently. Yeah. Like Dude, the lines. I worked yeah. at the bar next door. Yep. <laughs> and before I came through there, they would they went through a rebrand. They used to be called Segredos. Yep. They, they changed it. And they were having maybe like 50 to 100 people there. And it was usually, if I'm being honest, I think it was like fraternity socials. Yep. Stuff like that. Yep. Like their big nights would be when they get rented Date out. Parties. By, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which on a regular yeah. club day, on a Saturday or Friday night, they get 50 to 100 people in there. Which That's not good. Not at all. No. Especially with a space like that and you're a club and charging out the ass for drinks and then it's i come cool through and club. bring through yeah it that's really what I'm is like the space is fire the production is fire everything everything about it is dope and they just weren't packing it out and so i come through i'm just like yo let me get one show here promise to god if people don't show up you never have to hear from me again and 500 people came through the first time I'm there. Yeah, like, I think I went every to week. the first one. Yeah. Yeah. The whole was, floor did. Yeah. We <laughs> the whole dorm did. So fun. So fun. I think I brought at least oh, that was welcome 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. It was, dude, that was so fun. Yeah, man. I was making PA announcements all through the dorms and hanging up flyers in the common rooms. Our floor is the other one that doesn't have like inspirational quotes or like STD <laughs> warnings. It's like, come see me perform. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, yo, we about to get lit at the club. <laughs> It was so dope. And um, yeah, that's that's how it all started, you know? It is cool. It is cool. And dude, I'm not going to lie to you. You were the first person I've had on here that I was like, even though I know you decently well, I was semi-nervous just because I've seen you do so. I'm like, I wonder if he's just coming and be like, I'm big time now. <laughs> I'm like, I know you're not going to do that. But I was like, what the right, fuck yeah. do I ask? <laughs> that's funny. No, it's impressive, dude. That's It's so cool to see. I, I don't... I guess I never like had a prediction for what you were gonna be like, cause I I didn't know much about what DJs did. Like I, cause I never seen someone perform like you as a DJ. That I thought, 
um, when you first said you were like when I met you, I moved in a week early with mm-hmm. uh, Ian. Yep. So all we did, all I did was watch you destroy Ian in two K. <laughs> Uh, we're Kyrie, just Kyrie. Kyrie. Just, you just like, Kyrie. looked at him and goes, I will beat you a, with one guy alone. And you did. Oh I have never God. been more hyped for it. I don't even like video games Gee. so much. I'm like, I've never been more hyped for a game of basketball that's not real. I put up 96 one. with Kyrie Irving, dude. That was it was I bet you if I look far enough on my phone or my old computer, I could find the picture. I remember taking a picture. I'm like, there's no fucking way you just did this. That was so funny. And that man, Ian, was like so hyper competitive. I, he's, he's like, this is Play again. bullshit. Yeah. Play again. And I put, put like, up like no. 95. Like, <laughs> we ain't doing this dude, again. It was crazy. But I was saying, it's like, I've never seen someone perform like that. So in my head, I'm like, all right, DJ, I might see him at a fraternity or at the time, I, I didn't do a fraternity until I was a sophomore or a house party. And you were, we you were super anti get Yeah. And it's now one of my favorite decisions I made just because I learned you can make it what you want it to with a yep. lot of things in life. You have this outside perception of something yeah. from, you were like, dude, fuck fraternity. Yeah. Man. I'm not like, trying to do none of that shit. And then I watched you get into a fraternity. I'm like, I was like, I'm paying for my friends nice. and shit like that. But I think a lot of things are like you perceive something based off the loudest 10% of someone. Yeah. So like, or the worst 10% of the fraternity if that's all you hear about is the nasty shit that goes on. You're like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. And then you actually meet a few good guys. Like, we'd like to just hang out with you. I'm like, yeah, okay. Just, just and then feel it out. Like, when I did the the rushing before the pledging, I the whole time I was like, I'm just going to go to these events because I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. And some of my friends are there. I had no intention of joining it. And then <laughs> I was at the one where they ask you to, like, pledge. And I was like, I got to go. <laughs> I, it was like I, my roommates and I were like, we're gonna go see a movie or something like that. And one guy's like, you're not leaving. I'm like, <laughs> it's, like it's just like it's steak and cigar night. Why the fuck am I here? And then they, he just like as a joke, he goes, to, I'm, you're not leaving. And then I was the last person they asked, just because he could. And then they took me to the basement. Like this is why you can't leave, you dumbass. <laughs> like, right. I was like, okay, but yeah, it was fun. fun. And then I met my. My favorite, like my best friends from college were from there and like a few other like from work. That's dope. Came full circle. <laughs> yeah. It is. I drive. Cause you're, you're, you're a stubborn guy. Like just by nature, you're very e, stubborn. So yeah. it's like you're not going to do anything unless, I have some unless, control. Yeah, unless you decide. Yeah, nobody, nobody's going to convince you and be like, bro, just join the frat. Come on, join the frat. You'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. No, I was. I will admit the reason I went to the first event was also on accident. Um, you move in early. like so. When you can finally, you have your own place sophomore year, and you're like, I can move in early? Yeah. And you're like, so two weeks. I ain't got to leave. I gotta leave. <laughs> two weeks. I can do whatever the fuck I want. We're just getting drunk. We're doing whatever. going to parties. And I got A, too drunk one night, and I like kind of realized where i was and i was at a fraternity like rush party and uh <laughs> one of the kids on our floor goes cusky uh, i remember stone yeah and he goes dude i regret not hanging out with you i'm like where am i <laughs> <laughs> and it was just come around yeah, and then kids from my high school were in it were like yeah so i'm like yeah as long as they were nice but it was nice to actually realize i'm like well, there are actually some good things i could get yeah out of yeah this. you know it's, it's like you, you can't always just listen to the stereotypes. Stereotypes are there for a reason. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's not all true. 
Yeah, it's like as a little it's like a little barrier you kind of got to break through. Yeah, you know. Just break. Hey, listen, some of that is a little true, some of it's not. <laughs> I would say majority of them aren't. Um, again, it's just the loudest ones, loudest people. Yeah. I mean, that's how Twitter is, you know. Yeah, I don't even go. On, I don't. I have a Twitter. <laughs> I have. I've done a solo episode on here. My Twitter is, I think it's just porn stars. <laughs> you a damn fool! Oh my god! No, no, no. I mean, I follow two people, and it's because those two people followed for me. Because like you should like use Twitter. I'm like I don't use Twitter, and so I follow a girl from my high school and her boyfriend. And now I just get recommend like one will pop up while we're talking, I guarantee you. And it'll be like Saturday morning and it's just ass or tits. <laughs> this man like, be on the hug for real. Way too <laughs> wait. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what are you two looking at? Uh, that this funny. is what I'm getting suggested for. And then I look at their tweets, they're all like political and shit. I'm like, this makes no <laughs> fucking sense. They got a secret OnlyFans. Yeah. Jeez. Actually, the girl who uh was on, she goes, I uh I sold my feet pics once. I'm like, stop admitting things. Like, this is going online. We don't need to know everything yeah. about you. That's funny as hell. Same girl. Got, she got my, like, like, slogan for this show tattooed on her Girls, ankle. Girls be making bank off of just feet. It's Dumb crazy, bro. Money. It's crazy. Like, I know women right now that are making six figures just selling feet pics, selling their bodies on OnlyFans, yeah. just stuff like that. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy, bro. I think that says more about the people who's paying for that yeah, than absolutely. it does the girl. Like, for no, sure. I mean, bro, if, if somebody's going to pay you thousands of dollars for feet. What would it take you to, like, if, take pictures of your feet? Gee, so, I don't. I mean, I don't care about my feet, bro. If you really want to see my feet and pay me $5,000, I will send you my God, feet. I will gladly. Like, what? I will eat. paint my toes. I don't give a fuck. Hey, five get, grand. I, I'll get a pedicure right beforehand. Just, you know, five Gs. That's easy. That's the easiest five grand you could make. That's what I'm saying. You could you could either do your that. face isn't if, it? If somebody if somebody yeah, that's what I'm saying. No face, no case. Like <laughs> <laughs> so but time you got to like, avoid tattoos, right? Is, you know, like think about a nine to five and how long it's gonna take you to rack up five thousand dollars, or you could just for most people that's over a month, at least. Yeah, you know, like it's, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're graduated and you're like in a in a big boy job, like yeah, but then there's some people like just cashier down the street or something how long does it take for them to make 5k or you just send a fee pick or someone's just like <laughs> that's what i'm saying like there yeah. are like i've heard that girl's like she's gotten some weird requests like that's where i start getting like oh that's like if i i would sell my feet but at the same time there i feel like there'd be a one request <laughs> where i'm just phrase. like where i'm just like yeah um, nah no nope. i was like no only fans is an abyss like there's a there's a girl i knew who had only fans making 2k a day at least damn and she she was just telling me about all the stuff that people ask for yeah bro it's it's crazy it's crazy it's that, sick it's <laughs> disgusting it's like i i can imagine like can you send me this that and then you can fucking guess what you think it is but dude i've seen like i have like i watch other comedians podcasts and there's like i don't know if you ever heard of a guy named tom segura Mm-hmm. But he does like he's funny some so. <laughs> gross. He's my favorite comedian of all time. But he does some gross shit, and I've seen. He'll show videos of other people, and it's like this guy asking a girl's like, "Send me a pair of your underwear, but wear them for a week and don't shower." I'm like, "Bruh, no one even needed to see you show us that video." Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. That's real tough, and like. It just blows my mind that there's a demand 
for shit like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. After seeing that video, I'm surprised by like nothing I'm at this sh- point. If you can sell your feet for five grand, people are imagine what you can sell your ass for. <laughs> hazardously horny, bro. Like, oh it, my god. And how did we get I, here from talking about you starting your DJ career? <laughs> who knows, right? That's that's how conversations go. Dude, speaking of hazardously horny, I can imagine you got a few <laughs> people in the crowd that are a little oh, yeah, nuts. For sure. No, there was a. You got any like crazy, just, crazy stories? Just like two weeks ago, there was a girl that threw her bra on stage and it had like in Sharpie. She was like, hey, daddy, wrote her number down. Give me a call. I'm waiting for you tonight. And I was just like, yo. Now, did you <laughs> watch crazy. her write this or was this premeditated? No, 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 like, it, it was, so she, she also made a TikTok and tagged me. And she spent six hours making this bra she like custom made it bedazzled it out with all types of sequins and stuff like that and then wrote on it painted on it i should say she painted on it I took it off and then threw it off a little bit dancing yeah, on one of your shows. <laughs> yeah it gets hot up in there and she took her bra off threw it on stage one of my guys caught it and it was, it was a big bra i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> so this was like a real premeditated thirst trap yep just yeah you got that hanging somewhere? I would. Nah, nah my, my manager has it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cuffed. So I'm, yeah. I'm good. I would have been like, this is like, if I was single, I'd be like, one, get the fuck away from me. Two. <laughs> my, my girl was literally like standing backstage when it happened. And she was like. Yeah. At that point, you got to be like, all right, kudos to the amount of effort you put into that. Yeah, you know. But back man, the hey. fuck up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, and we're going to hang this somewhere for the story. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Like. If my girl gets mad at me for that, she gets mad at me because I didn't do anything. I feel like that's a sign you're doing well. That's what I'm saying. It's like, hey, I'm 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 the breadwinner. Hey, sex sells. Sex sells. <laughs> you know what if I'm saying? If, like, if you're getting people throwing their underwear at you, you're you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. I think it, the first time, first time I got a bra thrown at me was 2016 New Year's Eve, going into 2017. Somebody threw their bra on stage. And that was the first time that ever happened to me. I was like, wow. I feel like you got to have just like the biggest smile on your face. Yeah, I was like, damn, I'm kind of the man. Like, <laughs> That's a big, you finish that show you know and you're walking like, you're like yeah, two yeah, inches yeah, taller. Yeah. You know, just, just can't tell me shit. What's, uh, what do you think is your favorite performance? You uh, Would Summerfest be your favorite one so far? Or do you um, have like a favorite type of venue you do? I think... It's always a tough question because I always go back and forth. I think just for the the sheer amount of people, Summerfest was dope. Summerfest 2019 with A Boogie. That was, in my opinion, probably the best performance I've ever given in my life up to that point. Yeah. It's also, I feel like you're completing a little bit of a dream being from Milwaukee. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like... I'd done Summerfest before. First time I did Summerfest was 2017. 2018, I didn't get booked for Summerfest. And so I decided to move to Milwaukee. I was like, all right, I'm going to just kill Milwaukee so hard until they booked me for 2019. And they booked me for 2019, and we went crazy. And that was kind of like the transition, because up until that point, I just DJed by myself and got the crowd hyped by myself. 2019, that was when we did like costuming, lights. We did uh, choreography. Like I had a whole team of people rehearsing, and that's when it, it started moving into like that that next level. You know what I'm saying? It looked like 
from watching your snaps or your Instagram story, I was like, all right, you're by yourself. I'm like, all right, his friends are like buying. It almost looked like, all right, your friends are buying into you now, which I was like, all right, this just seems like it's taking a little while. But and then also I'm like, <laughs> right. I think he has a full on fucking production team. Yep. Within a week, it felt like I was like, holy shit, as now you have even just like uh what I call like media social media posters that you'll put out that look like blown up they'll be outside of like the club yep though I'm like this is impressive you're doing photo shoots and shit I was like this looks fun as hell it is man like we got a whole army behind me right now I'm I'm like captain of the ship and I got a whole bunch of people behind me and it's I, so much fun you need that though and it yeah. makes it more fun I, yeah. it's fun doing shit like this with other people or like minded people 100% cause like in, in the school environment, like at Madison, all the people I'm around, like, what are you going to do after you graduate? Go off to this job, go off to that job, and internships and all that type of stuff. And then they would get to me. And when I started freshman year, I was going to go through business school and then go to law school. That's, that's what I was going to do. By junior year, like I said, that's when I became the RA. Mm -hmm. That's when the transition happened. I started really taking DJing seriously. And by senior year, I'm like, I'm going to DJ. And when I would say that to people, they would just be like. It's kind of how I felt with like, I mean, I'm nowhere near as successful with you in terms of comedy stuff. But I was, when I was in college, I, it took me till I graduated. I was like, every time someone asks that question, I'm like, I don't want to do anything I'm here for yeah, at all. And it was like me moving away to admit, I'm like, dude, you're, you're just going to go talk for a living because you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. So it's like. Go do that, admit it, and then now it's finally like you're saying like, oh, I'm gonna DJ. The first couple people, I felt like I don't know if it was for you. I'm like, I'm uncomfortable saying, I do comedy, and now it's like, yeah, I fucking do this. Yeah, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's little transitions, but it's exactly. it's such a huge difference because then you're like admitting you're buying into yourself. Yep, confidence comes with experience, preparation. And once you do it long enough, it's just like, yeah, this is what it's, I do. It's second nature too now. And this is what I want to do, you know? Yeah, like, that's huge. It's huge. I would, I would rather get side-eyed because I'm doing something that I'm trying to do and really buying into than getting a high five because I'm doing something I hate. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, the, the high five feels so ingenuine too. <laughs> so ingenuine. Like, yeah, go fuck yeah, yeah, yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, yeah, it's just... Um, I wake up every day and can just do what I want to do. And all the people that I have with me, I know for a fact they want to do this for real, just like I do. And I've juiced myself up so much to the point where now I can throw down the ladder and help people find their success too. And that's what feels the best for me because it's, it's like I'm watching people who I've trained and, and – mentored and they're growing into themselves and killing it like, and it only amplifies you guys as a whole i think that's the only thing i'm still struggling with is finding other people that have similar interests because i think once you get a bigger group you, you expand like your ideas and your possibilities mm -hmm. of things you can do you can only do so much you can do a lot by yourself yeah but, but i mean it's so many hours in one day more people <laughs> means you have more time to do other things exactly so, like, the, the day I don't have to, when we're done with this, go edit it. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. You have no idea I'm telling you. what that feeling is going to be like when I go, all right, I'm done. Here you go. Some, yep. Like, someone just, else could do 
cut it up way colder than you ever could yeah, in way, half the time. <laughs> way better. Way better. Like, I'm at the point now, I'm like, I'm just, all right, more, 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 and I'll be fine. But I'm like, someone's got to do this way better than me because I don't know dick about yeah. half that stuff. Hey, but it's good, though, because, you know, like, doing the things that I've done by myself showed me how to delegate. Right. Yeah, you know and what needs to be done outside. You know your strengths. Exactly. I know where I need to be better. I know what I do well. And I know that if somebody doesn't pull through, I can just do it myself. Like if it came True. down to it, I could just do it. True. It's going to take know, a little longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's it's like this team that I had put together. Okay, so it's like I have two dancers, one photographer, two videographers, uh, lighting, management, and two artists that um, make music. So You're like, sitting here in my garage talking to me right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I have like three or four DJs that work under me. So, you know, it's a, it's a big group of us. It's, it's probably like 10 to 15 of us total. And, you know, it just let freeze up so much time for me when I don't have to do everything by myself but that team didn't get put together you know overnight like oh, there, no. there, there have been pieces that have been moved in and moved out you know it's just it's about chemistry it's about work ethic um, you gotta find the right pieces yeah you know quality Another, all that stuff so does your uh does your brother still work with you a lot yeah, yeah, he yeah. He's, he's uh he was in Ohio for a while he went to school out there but he's moving back now yeah like next week because you I, I remember seeing him on stage with you a few times i don't yep. know if he was still performing with you or not um it's what his is birthday today actually. is it really yeah. well happy, i mean you're gonna see this in a like two weeks or a week <laughs> yeah, right. but like happy birthday yep. uh, what does it take to just start to finish if you know you're, you're booking let's say not Summerfest, because that's like probably one of the biggest one you've done right like a normal one, on average, what does it take to start to finish, put a set together, and like choreography, pictures, promo, all that stuff? Yeah, so the Halloween show, for example. Those costumes are sick. Salute. I appreciate it. We have a, a weekly show that we do at the Miramar Theater okay. in Milwaukee. It used to be once a month, but we turned it to weekly because, you know owner was really pushing for it and I didn't want to do that because I'm thinking if I do this every week it's gonna get really hard for me personally to craft a fully choreographed show behind it every week yeah because there's there's other things and it's I'm different doing. every week yeah so like new theme new everything right and that's not the only show that I do, so I wouldn't. I literally would not have the time to do that every week. But I knew I didn't want to do it every week, and I had DJs that were hungry and ready for it. Yeah. And so I just let them take the weeks in between, so I could still DJ once a month, maybe twice a month, and all the other weeks that we had to do shows, I passed off to them and let them get their headline shows off sell it out and now they had that on their resume that's that's unreal it's, it's super dope what does it say on the uh 
like, like you're not performing that week, does it have their yeah. name on the front, or does it say yeah. like produced by at least you or something like that? Yeah, but it'll, it'll be like DJ Mata presents the theme and then the headliners and oh, cool. take, take photos. So like start to finish, we start with concept brainstorming. Um, that usually just comes from conversation. Like I'll, it's funny. Like my work day will be like, all right, come on over, let's just play 2k or play some xbox or something we playing games and then just bouncing ideas back and forth just talking about and just be like yo it'd be dope if we did this or that so we come up with the concept um random day during the week once we get the concept then we get the costumes once we get the costumes then we get the photo shoot so my guy bossy he's the team photographer he has a photo studio just go to bossy Get everybody up in there, take the photos, whoever whoever's performing, whoever needs to be on the flyer. Get the photos done, give them a day or two, gets the flyers or the photos back to us, then we take it to our graphic designer. Graphic designer takes a day or two, and then we got the poster. Once we got the poster, then we ha- pass it off to Riley, who is lighting and management, co-management, I should yeah. say, because there's two. And then he takes them, puts them all up around campus. We do a social media push. All the way leading up to the show. So that could be a week and a half to two weeks of push. In those two weeks, then... So this isn't the, like a week-to-week thing. Like you have like you have next month's show, basically you're planning it yeah, right now. Yeah, for sure. I like, was going to say, that's a I, lot I know, to get yeah. down in a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, no. I'm like, we're running out of days here. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. So like I have December's show already planned and... Ready to go, basically. Yeah, we, we have the costumes. We just got to do the shoots and all that stuff, so... Um, so once we have the whole concept, the costumes, we have the, the posters, we put it up, everybody knows about the show. Meanwhile, while all of that is happening, my, me and my two choreographers, we get together and start choreographing the set. I'll be like, all right, you know, like late at night by myself, I'll go through all my music and be like, all right, this song, this song, this song, look for some new stuff and then I'll bring it to them. This is what we're going to do. Play it take them through like the entire progression from start to finish and then they figure what they're going to do um with the dance moves and how we're going to come out is the most important the first impression the intro always got to make a big deal out of that big show out of it and then how we're going to end it and then everything we feel everything else from there damn and on top of that you were also the dj for the badgers (laughs) yep yep do basketball, men's and women's basketball, is that every and game? football. Basketball every and home football? Game. Yep, every home game. Damn, how many games are there for like a basketball season? It's a lot. And I'm about to get picked up by the Bucks too. So, okay. <laughs> Dude, I still have yet to go to a Bucks game. Like, I, I mean, I watched our entire run in Milwaukee. You didn't go to the Deer District? I went to the Deer District, okay, but okay. I never. I've, I've, I've been in the stadium. Say, I've been in the, uh, the stadium. Deer was crazy. Once for a comedy show. And nice. then, other than that, I'm like, I'm just gonna watch. There's no way I'm getting inside tickets. Like, way too much for. I'm like, I don't even know if we're gonna make it that far though. I'm gonna like sold out. Game seven. Where were you? I mean, you got it tattooed on your wrist. Yep. Man. Yep. I got got the nice little bucks and six tat right there. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Like the fact that we won in the finals in six games is just insane. It, it's so insane. surreal. Like I still don't believe it. Insane, dude. Like, like I, you, it, it's literally a movie story. Like the way it works out. 
Bucks and six, and, and we won in six. And to literally at home, at home too. No superstars like Giannis and Chris Middleton were ranked like the worst in two K in like twenty fifteen. Oh, I love like seeing those comparisons. Yeah, and then Andy they, puts up fifty. That's what I'm saying. And they glowed it up to that point to where they bring back the chip. I, I love that we lost the first two too. It wasn't like. Oh, we could, whatever. It's like if we're gonna win, we yeah, have no, we, to do it in basically it six. Out. Yeah. If we didn't win, the coach was getting fired for sure. Oh yeah. Everybody was on his ass. Like when we were playing uh, Brooklyn and them, they're like, "Bruh, this coach gotta go." It and was the most stressful run. I'm like, can we just like <laughs> swear to God? Why are we gotta like win two, lose the next three? I'm like, what is going on? Every game. It was, it was like, something. I felt like we had no cushion ever. It was a battle every single game, dude. It was impressive and as hell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when you when you watch like the Warriors, seventy three and nine or something like that, and then they pick up KD and then they win the championship that season. So it's like, fun. of course, yeah, you should win. You're supposed to win, you know. And being a Golden State fan at that time, it's like. Yeah, nobody nobody can beat us. It's yours and to if you lose. lose yeah, yeah, and if you lose, you're mad. Exactly. But when you're the Bucks and you've never I mean, we're not supposed to as win. long as we've been alive, we've never been to the finals. No. I never thought we would. Of course not. I didn't and know so what it like, would take. Because especially like people said once we sign Giannis to the Supermax, we're like, you're going to get no one here. <laughs> and we're like, okay. But <laughs> but it's a Giannis. But it's Giannis. But we're all, some people were like in the background. We, like, is we he have a take, Giannis. Yeah, I was like, is he gonna take us to the finals? That motherfucker won us the finals. He won us the finals, bro. He still got like two or three years at least, something like that. Yeah, he's got a few. Yeah, I think he just came out like, with a quote saying his next challenge might not be here. Like, I know. Don't I say like, that shit. Shut shut up. <laughs> but like, you know, when you, when you're a Bucks fan and you're watching Game Seven against KD. And we have two chances to seal the deal with the buzzer beater and not go to overtime. And we airball twice. And then KD has the ball, and you see him do that turnaround, step back, three point shot, and he makes it. You're like, this is Bucks. Saved by the this toe. is this yeah. is Bucks basketball, bro. Of course, of course. So close. So like, close. So and then we just hope. lose. We're just gonna lose. Like when when they made that shot, bro. Everybody got quiet. We're like. Oh, I mean, before that, I was at, I forgot what bar I was at down here. And Nail I was like, biter, bro. Dude, it was nuts. I mean, the aftermath of that game, like me and my two other friends, where we ended up <laughs> is a different story. But I'm like, oh my God. Dude, and yeah. I was at the Deer District for all of them games, bro. It was, I was insane. It was insane. All the weekend games I was down during the week, I was like, I, I got to get stuff done. Well, I was either editing shit like this or I'm like, I. Like all right, well, as long as it's not if any elimination game, I was down there or the weekend. Dude, it was it was just. It made me more of a <laughs> basketball fan than I even was. I was yeah, like, like, I didn't give a shit about any other sport or anything, any football. Because I'm I'm more football than basketball. But at the time, I was like, I don't give a fuck what the Packers are doing right now. I want to watch basketball. No basketball. I was watching other games. I was like, I don't do this. Yeah, man. And once we beat the Nets, it's like. We're going to the finals. I, that's, we, I, we all said the same thing. We're, We're like, the we, there's no way we lose to the Hawks. Way too close. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we pull up to Atlanta and get smoked. I'm like, dude, what is going on? We just we beat just KD. KD, Kyrie, and, and James, James Harden. I'm like, come on, man. And We're losing to Trey Young. That's yeah, it? That, and just him. Yeah. Dude, he but was working it. us. 
working us. Nuts, bro. Going absolutely nuts. But yeah, you know, it, it was it was a blast being a part of that. And I was DJing with the Bucks during that season. And this season I told him I didn't want to DJ for him just because I didn't like the way it was set up. Cause like for the for the Badgers, I, I DJ for the whole arena, right? So yeah. If. Dude, where are you set up, by the way? Because in the I student was section. Okay, yeah, I think I, that's what I thought because I, I went to the the army game, and oh, where? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I was like, do you guys? I was with uh, my buddy Pape. I was like, you remember Mondo? And he goes, yeah. And I go, he's a DJ for all this now. <laughs> and I'm like, do you see him? And I'm like, I I think that's a DJ booth in the student section. He goes, there's no way they have it in the student section. I'm like, it's I think that's section. him. Yep, hundred percent. I was in that student section. Deep people come up to me like all throughout the game, drunk as hell. Can you play Buttercup? It's like five minutes into the first quarter. I'm like, no, I can't. You Not so right now. you have like a oh that's the other thing I wanted to say, fireflies. Yep. Yep. So cool. Like that, that was never done while I was there, and Dude. I start seeing phones going. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Was that your idea? Yeah. I thought I was like, did some weird guy in the student section start this? And then <laughs> I was like, there's no way someone I mean, got that. Yeah. Deal. So like. The, the, show, the like, shows that we were doing in Milwaukee. Yeah, I know, right? We went viral and all of that. Yeah, you went, I was doing like, this It wasn't even my sick. video, though. Like, nobody tagged me. Nobody knew it was me. Like, the people recording the video, like, if they would have tagged me in that, it got viewed, like, over 50 million times. Yeah, it was easily. insane. Like, it was insane. Yeah, well, I'll, so I'll, I, we'll, I'll find it. We'll tag you in yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would appreciate that, you know. But, um... Well, I'm going to promote the shit out of this one. <laughs> this one will be good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good time, for sure. Yeah. But um yeah, you know, like we, we did the we did something called the vibe check at our Milwaukee shows where I just play like basically just a bunch of white people music. <laughs> <laughs> um That's fair. Yeah, and and but it's like the classics, like you can't help but enjoy it just because they're classics. Sing alongs kind of shit yep, like that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like Fireflies, We Are Young, um Anything by Kesha. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, High School Musical, all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like all classes. really white people music. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it, it'd be funny as hell, bro. Like my crowd is super mixed, so like I got yeah. I got people in the VIP throwing money. I got people with grills on. I got white girls in college and and frat boys in the crowd. We got. Latinos, like literally any type of person you could imagine, they're in that crowd. It's gotta be a fun crowd. All singing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like people with their To like get your tonight. head in the game by Zach Efron. <laughs> we are young. Just just funny as hell, man. It's so much fun. That's what I love about music. music and, yeah. And you know, I got something for everybody. I could I could play Latin music, I could play hip hop, I can play pop music, I can get in my electronic bag, I can do whatever. And everybody will have a good time. What's your favorite to do? I mean, I'm a hip-hop guy. So, like, just as a hip-hop fan, playing hip-hop music is, yeah. is the best. But I think a music genre that's very underrated is 70s and 80s disco and 90s and 2000s R&B. So, like, when I can get in that bag, it's always Dude, your music... Always fun. Knowledge and just like your library in your head is got to be huge. Yep. <laughs> like huge. I feel like do you ever not think about music? Um, nah. I mean, like, it's funny because you know music is my job, but at the same time, it's just such a big part of my life. 
Because again, like when you're self-employed and an entrepreneur, every pretty much every waking moment is spent on your business yeah. and on what you do. So yeah, it never stops. And if I'm not thinking about music, I'm thinking about how I can get people into the show where I'm going to be playing the music. You know what I'm saying? Like every aspect of it. Your life is the business. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always just sitting down thinking. Like that's that's on a day-to-day basis. You take any free time ever? Yeah, I mean like like I know I some people like designate to... days are like Sundays or Right, right, right. Like... like people people have to kind of vacation because they go at a nonstop pace. It's necessary but, for people. Right. But for me, on a day to day basis, it kind of feels like a vacation. Like I could I could wake up at seven AM or I could just wake up at twelve if yeah. I want to. You, you ever know, feel like, like your performance is a vacation? Yeah, I mean there's <laughs> It, it, it'd be both ways sometimes. Like, there's some days where I'm just so tired and I don't even want to perform. Yeah. But once I actually start performing, it's like... That energy you know, just yeah, fills yeah, yeah. you it's, up. It's, it's contagious. It's a blast. And I, I get reminded why I'm doing this in the first place. And then there's other days where if I'm irritated or mad, I just need to unwind. I just step on that stage and just let it all let it all go. Oh, I can imagine that's an aggressive one. I think yeah. that's when you jump your highest. Yep, yep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's that's kind of like with me too. when I like perform or whatever if I do even like 5 minutes open mic, it's just I could be nervous beforehand or I'm like when I cuz all week I'm thinking about how can I make someone else laugh. Mm-hmm. And then you I stress about it a lot. I'm like this isn't going to be good and then finally you just say something like fuck it. Dude, I had so much fun. Even if it's five minutes, it'll feel like 30, feel like 30 seconds. I'm like, that is very relaxing. And then right afterwards, you have that high. And it's like, all right, that's just, even those 10 minutes, you're like, mm-hmm. that was fun. I'm like, that's good enough. Yeah. Like, that's worth a week's worth of preparation. And now is the time to do it. Like, you know, you look at, like, the progression of Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart could yeah. say whatever the hell he wanted when he was first starting out. And now he's he's built himself up to this huge huge platform and if you watch his comedy specials it just doesn't hit the same no. as when he first started he's out. trying to prove himself in the beginning i think Pete, you can tell with comics when you they get a certain it by no means am i ripping on kevin hart right now but nor is he ever gonna watch this but if you do <laughs> what's up yeah. uh, but like when people in anything get complacent your work goes down mm-hmm. if you're constant like it's gotta be better 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 that's when the specials go but i agree i actually think comedy is gonna be is going to boom here soon because I think people are starting to get sick of how um, sensitive everyone is. I agree. Which I kind of like. I don't like how sensitive everyone yeah. is. And so I'm not like the cleanest person when I'm up well, there. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a, it's a like a fine line. Like, oh, yeah. there, there, there's, there's things that people say where it's like, like people will be like, yo, you just can't say that. Like, you just can't say that. It's like, I get it. And then there's other times where you you just say something that's funny or somebody does something and Twitter just takes it and runs with it and they try and just cancel somebody. I'm like... We're canceling too many people and I think people have to realize shit it's too, the like, dumbest stuff, the dumbest things. We're not allowing people to either, either like grow as humans too. It's like everyone, I mean, every, half the people that are canceling people, if we also did a deep not, dive... Not half. More. Everybody. Everyone. Everyone's got something. Everybody has done something in their life. Just being dumb as a kid 
or being uneducated as an adult. It's part of the learning process. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes you just need people to yell at you to learn. There are there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. There are big fuck ups, but then there's like some. It's like, dude. Also, people like take a joke for something. Not everything is serious, Um, especially with comics. Now, I'm trying to figure out what most people get canceled canceled for. It's usually actions. Like a lot of the words, some of them don't say. But I'm like, fucking (laughs) relax. Right, man. And it's it's like, you know, I, I I watch people dig things up from 10 years ago and it's like a big scandal depending on what it is you know it's, yeah. it's, it's a case to case right like I said Every, every, yeah. everything's kind of a case to case you kind of have to take it off for a grain of salt but you know if somebody did something 10 years ago and they're not doing that now it's like what's Even the issue there are people I've seen get canceled like say they let's say uh, someone this is just an example but you find a tweet of someone that just said literally the word gay and be like, we'll cancel you because you're homophobic. But they could be like openly against all of it now. I'm like, no, you did this 10 years ago. You're a terrible human being. I'm like, you're, that's not you're, how you're this You're a work. hypocrite. Yeah. Like, you're a hypocrite. How, how are you saying this 10 years ago and you're doing all this now? Hypocrite. Empty action. None of it matters. You're trying to compensate. Like all that, right? The people canceling are hypocrite because you're like, I want everything to be better. So we're trying to get rid of these people. Like, you're literally getting rid of someone who got better, like is more inclusive. I'm like, do you guys understand what you're doing? It's, it's very frustrating to see. And it's a privilege to not be a celebrity <laughs> because second you become a celebrity, everybody starts. Everyone's beating. out for it. Once you're on the top, it's harder. My buddy had a great quote on here. He goes, it's, it's harder to be at the top than climb. A hundred percent. Instead of you're if you're climbing, you're aiming for one person. You're at the top. You have everyone aiming for you. Yep. Everybody wants your spot. Dude, it's that might lead in perfectly to this because we might be hitting an hour here, and I don't need you freezing in this garage. Oh, we hey, got no. ten minutes. I'm chilling. I'm actually pretty good right now. I'm chilling. Yesterday man. it was like twenty degrees in here. Hey, I had a. Ooh, I was gonna ask we're, we're Wisconsin babies, man. Cold ain't so, nothing. It's not even bad. No, this yet. isn't bad at all. <laughs> um. So you went to? Did you go to Marquette for high school or? I did for the first. Two and a half years, and I transferred to Pies. Transferred to Pies. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember a kid named Peter Oklubja? Uh-uh. Okay. I he, I had him on yesterday, and I was telling him, he's like, how many people do you do, like interview a week? I said, usually it's like one, sometimes two. Like this week I had two. And I'm like, do you know who TJ Mondo is? He goes, yeah, he went to Marquette with me for a bit. <laughs> and they go, I have no idea what happened to him after two and a half years. I'm like, well, I'll ask he, him He was in my grade? Um, no, he's mine. Okay, okay. So I think probably like a year or two younger than. Yeah. So I think during that half year you were there, I think is when he gotcha. knew who you were. He's like, and he listed. I don't know all of like your friends you're with now, but I think he sees who you're with, and he listed off a bunch of names. I'm like I'm not gonna remember those. Names, <laughs> but like, I was like, I'll, I'll see if he remembers you, but I'm like, I I doubt two and. I a recognize half faces. I'm I'm better with faces. Yeah, I'll pull them up when we're done with this. But I was like, wow, small world. I, like I did not think, I would. <laughs> you would know someone I've had on here. It has been kind of cool seeing people like who want to come on here now. Like when I first started, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And now it's like, it's lit. <laughs> can I can I do it? I'm like, it, it's it's yeah. fun. You came I, up like, on my for you page on really? TikTok, and I was like, no way, dude. That's the that lit. first video I had that did Follow real well. Instantly. Um, 
I had I got a bunch of texts from people that are like, "Why are you on my for you page?" I'm like, "Clearly, I'm I was like, I'm Michael Cusky, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about?" I was like, "Well, I mean, if you just look at the rest of the account instead of just sending it to me because you saw my <laughs> face for two seconds, you'd figure out what I'm doing." Yeah, man. But it was kind of that was like it's amazing what one video like you said like just getting people freshman year or my freshman year to come to your shows like the difference that made the difference a one minute video I had made in terms of like people who follow me and like yep. taking this seriously TikTok, is insane man. tiktok will show everybody everything Gee, it's crazy i hate it though <laughs> i hate it I yeah was, I, I i don't i gotta admit i don't put too much effort into it like all i really do is take raw clips from my shows yeah and upload it and if it does numbers it does numbers but i don't i don't like sit down and craft no tiktok no. concepts or i'm also dances not doing any like. dances or whatever I mean, I am way yeah. too white to be doing some of the dances that are on there. I would look the, stiff. The way y'all be dancing is so funny, bro. Like that's they're aggressive <laughs> as hell. There's there's one guy on there who, who does like a like I hate that I like when I, I I was so against it when I started this. I'm like I don't want another thing that I might just scroll on and waste time for me. But I was like TikTok I was like looking, hits, at, but bro. I was like you gotta play the game. So yeah. I, and. Now I've seen this guy when you're like when you're like, the dances, he'll just over exaggerate. Yeah, it's dude. so fucking <laughs> That's funny. What I'm like, there are some very creative people on there, but I think ninety percent of that app is just creative plagiarism. Probably. I also I put no it. effort into it I either. See it. Like I will take the clips, like you'll get all the clips I, I'll send to you here, and then I'll just crop them so they fit. And that's the most effort I have. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's like, all it takes. Like I don't know. Like if I if I wanted to, I could sit down and come up with concepts and shoot them. But being a TikToker is tough. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, like if it, if it's not just genuine energy in the moment, just being funny or just doing some wild shit, like just capturing the moment, the right moment at the right time. That's tough. Crafting a TikTok and making something that's funny, crafting content is difficult. It's so hard. It's and the way people be shooting the transitions and all that stuff and like some of them I'm looking, I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? Like I've I, I've fucked around on that app and I'm like, all right, how would I even add something? Like I learned the other day that you could do like voice text and there's people doing like it's like fading in and out. They're doing this with their <laughs> hair and they're I'm like, yeah, you got time yeah, for the all high that? schoolers will just craft their it's all they're mini, doing at lunch it's mini videographers like it's crazy it's i mean it's it's, it's impressive crazy. it's however it's very saturated too i'm like I've, I've seen like the amount of time like i was going over your stuff before uh you got here and before a while it's just like scrolling after i set up i'm like the amount of times i've seen the video of people throwing pens into a fucking cup now <laughs> i'm like can we just stop yeah once something goes viral they just take it and run yeah, and that's the other thing is people do just the dumbest things for views. I, th I think I think the my least favorite brand of TikTok is relationship pranks. Yeah, I hate that. Well, they're also a lot of them are so staged. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm like, saying. Uh -huh. It's I'm just like, it's just so. How many times you try and do this? What do you mean you fuck somebody? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just or like, that, or I hate the whole like people be like check my music or watch to the end or like big explosion at the end. It's like a five minute video. I'm like, scroll, no explode. I'm like, this is or dumb. Yeah. Right. Dude, 
that's the other thing too is like sometimes I'll post something like I don't know how someone did not watch this, but then I'll go on it and I'm like fuck this shit, fuck I'm like, <laughs> someone with a microphone, no way, yeah. I don't want to listen to this guy's opinion. Yeah, it's, man, I think TikTok is definitely stunting attention spans. You think? Bro, oh my I, god. I be, I'd be so mad anytime there's a five second YouTube ad that I can't skip. It's like, bro, please. It's the longest five seconds here. Yeah, life. man. Like, or, or God forbid it's a 15 second one. I just, I'm or just, how about the like, hey, add one of two. You can't skip the first. You got, and then it's a five second one on the second one. What is this bullshit? Yeah, come on, man. Like, it, it's, it's, it's really stunts in it. Corporate so America, it's like, bro. <laughs> it's, I Corporate hate it. Because then, like, when you think you got a fun story, you're like, I just want you to, like, if listen to anything. I promise it gets better after six seconds. <laughs> but you know, like, I'll, I'll look at some analytics. I hate looking at numbers and stuff. Like, I genuinely, like, I, I can proudly say I do this because I enjoy it. And not, I'm like, I'm not looking for, like, I mean, obviously I want the people to watch it. But I'm, it's not just like I need attention. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I look at analytics. I'm like, well, this one was watched for an average of four seconds. I'm like a one minute video. I'm <laughs> right, like, right, okay. right. Like, what? Why am I putting in effort? Yeah, this? yeah. You know, the the data can get daunting, for sure. Yeah, I've I've really hardly look at it. It's, yeah, I my big platform that I focus on is Instagram. Yeah, just because that's like that's pretty much like my resume. Yeah. You know, so with Instagram, the only analytics I really pay attention to is, you know, likes, shares, and follows. So what's getting people following? And every yeah. time, you know, I I have milestones that I'm trying to hit, and I watch like as I do shows, it just gets closer and closer and closer. And then when I'm not doing shows, it, it down, down, down. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like it, there's no anticipation for anything. Yeah, Mon- I, I lost. I lost damn near two thousand followers in the pandemic because I couldn't do any shows. Couldn't perform, I just, and I didn't. I didn't have anything to post, and I was just like, I, that was probably the closest I felt to just like a regular person in yeah. recent time. To where like I'm not Can't DJing. Do anything. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like doing what I enjoy. I'm just kind of existing. Yeah. And. Well, that's what this came out of. Cause I'm like, if I can't go anywhere and do anything, I can at least bring like people I know and just put something out. Yeah. You know, like it's important. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, it was difficult being in that pandemic boy. Cause there was nothing to do. Everything I do is live shows and I couldn't do any live shows. But it forced me to think, innovate, and decide what I'm going to do next and prepare for post-pandemic life. You yeah. know? I think this, the pandemic, for in terms of creators for anything, whether it's music, comedy, videos, or something like that, anything like that, half the people this crippled and demolished completely. The other half took it as like, okay... They either a grind time and something good came out of it, and they're prepared. Like, if something like this ever happens again, I know they have a blueprint now. Mm -hmm. Their blueprint is success instead of people who like pandemic's over and they crippled and they're rebuilding. It happens again. Their blueprint is failure again. (laughs) They don't know what to do. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I watched 
so many DJs, like club DJs, they make money every day in cash at the club. Yeah. DJ Sunday to Sunday at the club. Different club in the city. And when you're DJing every day, you're not really thinking long term. You're thinking what's happening today. I'll promote that today. Yeah. And then, you know, go and then when today can't happen. Right. And pandemic, the way it hit us happened overnight. Like it was just one random week in March, everything shut Nothing. Out. Dude, I used to watch videos of comics. They would get they're about to perform. Like there's one like my not buddy, my comic I really, I really like, Nate Bargetsy, he got a phone call thirty minutes before he's supposed to go on. They're like, Go home. He's like, I'm in a different state. I don't just go home. He goes, You might perform in three weeks. He's like, What? Crazy dude. It's nuts. Yeah, I had I was supposed to perform with Roddy Rich at the rave, and that shit got canceled. <laughs> that sucks. Who did you open for Summerfest this year? Was it Nelly? Yeah. Did you meet him? Uh, briefly. I briefly? walked past him. Yeah, he's short and buff as hell. <laughs> I I didn't I knew he was short. I didn't think he'd be like that. Like me, short almost. Uh, I don't know. You're also he, pretty tall. So. Yeah, I'm a tall guy. I don't know. He's probably like five nine. 510? Yeah, he's my height. Something like that. Yeah. All right, we'll end it with this because we're at an hour. Um, well, by the way, I'm glad you got out of the pandemic. That's great. And you're doing so fucking well. So um, before I ask the final question, it's like a semi-serious question. Um, do you want? Do you have anything coming up you want to tell anyone about? Um, December 9th, we have our Christmas show that we're doing at the Miramar Theater in Milwaukee. That's going to be lit. Um, but other than that, we're just focused on New Year's and next summer. Do you know where New Year's is going to be? Is it kind of like a surprise still? Yeah, we're, we're still getting it worked out. Um, it should also be at the Miramar Theater, but we're just figuring some things out first. But yeah, it's going to be fun. I got to come to one of these soon. Yeah, for sure. I do. Gotta, sure. I think I'm, I might try for the December 9th one. Say less. Um, put you on a list it'll be easy oh i would fucking love that it'd be so fun <laughs> i've been to one of those in forever uh, okay final question um i think you'll be able to answer this pretty easily but uh each season i ask someone like a ending question just to kind of go from <clears throat> usually we'll like drink or whatever and i was like just telling stupid stories and bring it back down to earth but this season it's what is something you live by so, like, have you ever watched a video or came across a quote, a book, anything, or just, like, a mantra your parents used to tell you that kind of just, like, leads your life? Something that's in the back of your head. What's always worked for me is focus. And by focusing, I mean, like, manifesting. You have to know what you want to attain it. So... Throughout my whole career, you know, I was like, all right, I want to DJ at least once a week. After I became an RA, that happened. Now it was like, all right, I want to get Summerfest. After killing Liquid every week for a year straight, I got Summerfest. And, you know, then I didn't get Summerfest the next year. I'm like, all right, I'm going to kill Milwaukee. So I moved from Madison to Milwaukee, killed Milwaukee, and then got back on Summerfest. You know, so it's like every stage in my career, I've always known what I wanted, put that thought out there, focused on it every day. And when you have that long-term goal, 
that long-term goal kind of trickles down and focuses on your short-term goals and what you need to accomplish on a day-to-day basis so that a year from now, five years from now, you're where you want to be. So would you say, like for someone trying to like figure out focus, would you say pick a long-term goal and then let that determine what the short-term ones are or do you pick something short and see where that goes? It depends. Some people know exactly what they want to do. They just don't know how to get there. Other people don't know what they want to do and so they just have to do things to get there. You know so for saying? someone who doesn't know, so if you if you don't know what you want to do, yeah. or you know you're just trying to figure things out, you kind of just have to experiment, find what it is that you love. That's the most important part, because you could just go clock in and not have to think about that stuff and live a perfectly happy life if that's if you just care about making money and then just spending money doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to do something like what you're doing or what I'm doing, where it's like nobody tells me what to do yeah i'm the one who decides what's going to happen i'm the one making this work then you kind of just have to find what you're passionate about and there's nothing too dumb to not make money you know what i'm saying like there's people people are selling their feet online guys for 5k you know what i'm saying (laughs) like and if you would have told somebody in 95 i'm gonna be a full-time video gamer they're like you are drunk fucking crazy you're, you're, you're stupid you're just like 16 year olds make a mill yeah you're gonna be 27 37 in your mom's basement playing video games yeah if you're saying that to somebody in the 90s but now yeah you got professional video game teams yeah you got people that are streaming on twitch for millions of viewers getting hundreds of thousands if not millions per year off of endorsements and just streamer just donations yeah you know what i'm saying like you can play video games for a living. You can sell your feet. You can uh, be a DJ. You can be a comic. You can. I, I see. I see like welders on TikTok getting clout just because they weld something that looks cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have the internet, yeah. so you can do, use it. You can do whatever you want as long as you know what you want to do and do it at a high level. And all you got to do to do that is just do it. You know, <laughs> you just have to put in the time. I'd add, the only add to that is it's just, for me, discipline. So you find your passion. You could have your passion, but if you're not disciplined about like working towards that goal, it ain't going to happen. Exactly. If it's your passion to be a chef, but you cook once a week, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you're not going to be a chef. That and also showcase your personality. I mean, right now, like that's the big thing. Like we, The welder. Like, he could be the greatest welder in the world, but if this man sounds like this, this, so that, no one's going to fucking watch it. Be you. Yeah. Have your personality, and you know what? Enough people are going to like it. Not yeah. everyone's going to like it, but who cares? You'll, you'll find your target, yeah. and you'll reach them. It'll, it'll find itself, and that's what I mean, man. Like, just know what you want, focus on it, work towards it every day, and it's not going to be a quick process either. No. Like, I've been in this since 2016, so five years now. Yeah. And 2016 me would have been so geeked at being on Summerfest for the first time. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was my dream since I was 16. I'm like, bro. How cool would it be? Like, I can do this. I'm watching this person on stage. Like, I could do this. And I can do it better than that person. I know for a fact. But I did that. And now it's like, all right, what's next? You know? So... You just have to keep on evolving, keep pushing, and just work towards it every day. And by the time I'm 40, I'm going to look back and be like, damn, I did all that. Like, 
what's next. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Look, look. I mean, be happy with like the the process for me, like going up. Because one day I talked about it with Peter yesterday. I was like, as much as I want like a different studio or more cameras, better lighting. It's like one day I'm gonna look back. Like some of your favorite memories aren't gonna be that like top one. It's gonna be like, do you remember when we were just like playing 2K and we came up with the idea right. for the Summerfest show? Like that was so fun. Exactly. Or like, do I remember like we got drunk one night we just talked and all of a sudden a million people watched your story about getting arrested Sam right like, dude, that's, that's like that's crazy and you know people still come up to me to this day they're like yo you guys performed with a boogie or 21 savage or whoever yeah. it was and they'd be like bro that show was crazy that show was crazy and it was like bro that show happened like two three years ago and you're still thinking about it like, like the impact fire. you have even exactly like-, like that's 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 power that's impact there's there's an impact on these people's lives to where they're going to remember that shit for the rest of their life. It's such a cool feeling. It's such a cool feeling. I had the first first time I was recognized from like the TikTok and stuff like that. Like I was in Minnesota. Goes, dude, you're the comedian with the podcast. I'm like, TikTok guy, right? Dude, the first time it happened, <laughs> I was literally like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, like, no, you podcast. And then he recited the name of the show. I go, fuck, that is me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, damn. I was like, I'm actually reaching people. Like, cool. Yeah, man. All right. I'll let you get out of here. We're over an hour. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I think I'm going to, I got to come to this December 9th show. I think we can't be strangers this long anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I got you, bro. We, have you heard of the uh, the new, there's a spot that opened in Brookfield. It's like actually a. Can you pro? Yeah. 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 I would, uh, I would be there this Thursday. But I'm going up north for hunting this weekend. So, True. other than that, I should, uh, I'll let you know next time I'm there and when I'm around Milwaukee, because sooner or later it's going to be every day. I'll just be around doing open mics. And Let's get it. Let's we'll have you come it. to one. I'm going to be out there heckling. All right, sounds good. <laughs> just make an example out of me.